0: We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky.
1: Hello, my sweetheart, my darling. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your day. And we're so honored by your energetic presence in our lives. So do you sometimes feel like you're spread too thin, like you have too much to do and not enough time to do it? Or how about feeling overwhelmed? My guest today says if we ever feel overwhelmed, it means that our lives or our work is overpowering us. This is understandable. It seems to be what Western society expects, reveres, and acknowledges. Additionally, we all have things we need to do, bills to pay, people that depend on us. Life for most of us is busy. However, my guest and expert has some profound thoughts, simple tips, and very comprehensive suggestions if we want to come into balance and manage our lives more harmoniously, with more grace, with more ease, clarity, joy, and with more love. We are here with Dr. David Kuntz. David is a speaker, author, marriage and family therapist, and was a clergyman for more than 20 years. Then he established a psychotherapy practice in Berkeley, California for 20 more years. David's PhD is in pastoral psychology with graduate degrees in psychology and theology. He's a former director and presenter of Inside Track Seminars. David has written seven books, including the best selling Quiet Mind, One Minute Mindfulness, and sold more than 113,000 books around the world. We're here today to talk about his newest book, The Art of Stopping How to Be Still When You Have to Keep Going. So, David, thank you for saying yes to this conscious conversation today. Tammy, it's great to be with you. Thank you. I know I was supposed to be interviewing you a couple of weeks ago and technology put the kibosh on that. But you and I had a private conversation that was so wonderful. And I found out you actually lived right here in Idaho and was a Catholic priest in Eagle, Idaho, where I live. So I just loved finding this out about you and having that moment of just connection, laughter and synchronicity.
0: Exactly. Yes, me too.
1: It was so fun. You know my hood. You know my stomping grounds, and it's a pretty great place to be.
0: <laughs> it is. I miss it.
1: Yeah, it's it's quite a reprieve here. I was an L.A. girl thinking I was going to live in the city the rest of my life. But no, my soul had other plans, and I'm so grateful I listened. Wonderful, yes. So I want to talk a little bit about how we can tap more fully into what our soul wants to share with us. You talk about how important it is to take those moments of reprieve. So let's just start with the title of your book. How, what is it? How to stop when we have to keep going? The art of stopping, how to be still when you have to keep going. Let's talk about that.
0: Okay. Well, Yes, that's the whole idea of the book is how to be still when you have to keep going. In other words, in your very busy life and everything that you have to do, it's very important, I'm convinced, to spend time stopping. That is, the way I define stopping, is doing nothing as much as possible for a long time or a short time (laughs) in order to wake up and remember who you are and what you want. Mm-hmm. So the whole purpose of stopping, of doing nothing, whether it's a long time or a short time, is to be awake, be in the moment, to know what you want and to remember who you are. Because if if we forget those things, then our life could very easily become very uh, tragic really. If if we do not choose the direction in which we want to go very consciously, then we tend to take on the values and the goals of the society, of the culture in which we live, which are not necessarily the ones we want. In fact, Mm -hmm. very often they're the opposite of what we want. So Mm -hmm. thus the importance of stopping and doing nothing, yes.
1: Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. I talk about all the time about how mass consciousness is primarily fear based and Mm -hmm. if we want to live a more love based life and not be swept along this way. We really have to take personal responsibility to let go inward and take um, take that time, create those retreats and reprieves where we are choosing to connect with our own souls.
0: Exactly. Yes. And the the basis of this, the basis of stopping, why I believe, excuse me, why I believe stopping works is because I believe each of us has, and this is nothing new, of course, this is in the spiritual, all spiritual traditions, literally East and West. I believe each of us has within us the knowledge and the wisdom that we need in order to live the life that we're called to live. Mm -hmm. It's there. It's in all of us. It's it's something that's a a birthright. But living in the culture in which we do, which is very demanding and full of distractions, we don't hear that voice. It's, It's covered over. The world offers so many distractions that are so enticing and so demanding that we don't hear that still inner voice. So we have to allow time and opportunity for us to hear that voice. And that's what stopping is stopping gives you the chance to hear your own wisdom. That's there. (laughs) It's always been there.
1: I love that so much. That was, I was just taking notes because some of that is so um, profound and rich and true with a capital T truth. So, and I think this, is, this goes along with exactly what you're saying. You, you wrote this in your book, and it, it's absolutely accurate. We entrain to the rhythms around us all the time. The Most of us aren't aware of it. Exactly.
0: Yes, we do. Entrainment is, is picking up the rhythms that go on around you. And we, it happens automatically. We don't choose to do it. It just happens. And it's like being on a fast train and we're out of control. So stopping brings us back, stops the train. You go into the roundhouse and you get refueled, so to speak, mm-hmm. and gives you the opportunity to say, "Wait a minute, that's not what I want. This is what I want." Uh, because, and if we don't do that, as you know, Tammy, life can be very tragic. We can get to the end of it some day in the future, maybe not so far, or maybe far in the future, and wake up one cold morning and think. Oh, I I missed it, I, mm-hmm. I I I wanted to whatever I wanted to be this I wanted to do that, and I missed it. How sad is that? How sad is that?
1: Mm. It is, and it it's tragic and it's painful. You know, as we were discussing in the beginning of this uh, conversation, when I was living in L.A., I was doing what I thought I should do. I was living a very mind-based life, and mm-hmm. going along with what the outside said was important. And I got, I was totally ushered off track Mm. from the perspective of my soul. And it was like, um, I didn't stop on purpose or consciously, but life stopped me because it was like, I felt like I was at the end of my leash. There was no place else to go. It was either die or turn inward. (laughs) Yes. And, um, I started spending more time turning inward and listening. And, um, it really ushered me in a completely different direction, but in a, I'm now living, I think, the life my soul wanted for me, and it's very fulfilling. And I don't think this could have occurred had I not set that intention to tap into the wisdom that is within. And we all have it.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. That, uh, my experience was perhaps similar to yours. I was a priest, as you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. for many years and, and very happy, content until all of a sudden I wasn't. The bottom sort of dropped out and I, uh, what I was doing lost meaning for me. Mm-hmm. So I did something and I don't know, even know why I did it. I didn't do it because I thought it would help. I just didn't know what else to do. So I went away for a month. I got permission from my, my good and wonderful bishop. And I I, I I was very fortunate to be able to do that. Most people can't do that. Right. So I went up on the northern coast of California and I sat for a month looking at the ocean and saying, okay, now what? Now, David, what are you gonna do? What's 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 going on? And gradually, after I got back to my life and the month was over, then I knew what I needed to do. And I'm convinced, like you, that had i not done that uh, my transition would not have been nearly as easy because as you can imagine leaving a commitment like priesthood is is a, is a significant choice you you break your vow you 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 do something you never thought you would do and so it it uh, it uh, th- that stopping allowed me to know what my values were who i was and what i wanted to do and what values i wanted to keep and and not uh, get rid of as well
1: when you bring up such an interesting point, I'm, I'm so grateful you're sharing this part of your experience and story. It's like, sometimes we live a chapter and we think it's going to be for the rest of our life, but yes. then it's sort of like, okay, your soul's like, mm, no, okay, we've done that. We've checked that box. And now we're moving on to the next thing. And it can be confusing and it can be scary. And you were um, blessed that you could take a month to really listen to that inner wisdom. But um, a lot of people don't have a month, like what mm-hmm. you Oh, I but you good. say we can take we can take different amounts of time to stop and turn inward and, and create that retreat and reprieve for ourselves. Can you talk about that? Absolutely.
0: Yes. Stopping is basically divided into three ways of doing it. And they're based on the amount of time you do it. The first is still points. That's the a few seconds, a few minutes, a few hours, uh, half a day or some a uh, re- relatively short amount of time, but especially the few seconds and the few minutes, and that's a still point. The next amount of time is like a I call a stopover, which is a little bit longer, maybe a, a whole afternoon or a day or a weekend or even a couple of days, of relatively doing nothing. And the third. Uh, is called the grinding halt. <clears throat> now, grinding halts are something that some people will never do. And that's a long period of time in which you are really doing nothing, a, a two-week retreat, a month off like I did. Um, uh, or what happens to to many people, Maybe, maybe this is what you were saying happened to you. Life stops you. Mm-hmm. you you get sick you have an accident and there you are uh, in in bed and not well or or uh, otherwise tied up which is not an optimal way to do stopping because no. you, you're concentrating on getting well you're sick you're' you're you're, you're uncomfortable you're you're not uh, you, you can't put energy in anything but getting well as well you should mm-hmm. so uh, intentionally picking stopping—that's that's where the that's where the benefit comes. Mm-hmm. So those are the three ways: the still points, stopovers, and grinding halts. Now, one of the things I like to emphasize about stopping is that you know there are very very few rules. Actually, there are no rules. <laughs> A few guidelines, and and the guidelines are still point stopovers or grinding halts and do whatever you want to do as long as it's as much as possible doing nothing. So (laughs) is it really possible to do nothing? I, you know, maybe not because the internal chatter goes on, doesn't it? Just the, 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 the mad monkey runs around your head talking and acting up. So is it really possible to do nothing? Probably not, but you know I don't really spend much time with that question because it doesn't make any difference. Do nothing as much as possible for you. So for example, a still point. You're you're going through your day, you're very busy, say you're you're in, you're having going to have an interview for a job or you're going to go uh, prepare a report, whatever you're doing. And, and you're a little nervous or anxious about it, take a few seconds, go to the bathroom if you can, lock the door, look in the mirror, tell yourself what you want to hear, close your eyes, turn in and remember who you are and what you want. And then that's it, go back to work. I guarantee if you do that for two, three, four, five, twenty 20 times a day, you'll come to the end of your day more ref- more refreshed and more integrated. Mm-hmm. I love it, that. It accumulates.
1: Well, and and what you're saying brings to mind a vision to me of just like going to this internal well to be able to receive um, just this healing elixir. That's something I do often. And I, I um, try to tend to meditate, but you're saying this isn't necessarily meditation, or perhaps it's a kind of meditation for people who are like, I can't meditate.
0: Right exactly yes mm-hmm. it is it it is meditation and yet it isn't it's uh, mm-hmm. it it shares characteristics of meditation it shares the same end i'm sure but the the method is is specifically for western the western mind the the, the busy western american person <laughs> who is busy and doing and going and so forth, yes. But yes, meditation, and I love meditation. I do it from time to time, but I always do stopping because stopping is always available to you. It, even even in the midst of a very big, I used to give um, uh, seminars to nurses and uh, talk about stressed people. And um, in the middle of the seminar, I would do still points. And the people I was giving the seminar to would not even be aware of it. I would just stop for a moment, close my eyes briefly, remember why I'm doing what I'm doing, and then go back to work. People don't even notice it. You can do it that quickly, that unobtrusively. But uh, believe me, it's powerful when you when you accumulate those experiences.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like... Um just carving a new groove in your brain or creating a new habit. And then it's sort of like, it becomes natural. It becomes um, simple, becomes easy, becomes familiar. And I love, I love, love, love this quote from your book, because I think this kind of puts it in a nutshell, being awake, knowing who you are and paying attention to what is going on, both outside of you and inside of you is close to what Eastern spiritual traditions call mindfulness. Exactly. Um, I think it's important to live our lives mindfully because again, if we don't, then um, yeah, we're swept along a wave that maybe isn't our wave. And and just like you had said earlier, you know, I, I did get stopped with a lot of um, illness, sickness, um, accidents. And I turned inward finally and said, what is going on Mm -hmm. and why? And what I got was it gave me permission to stop. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, and I asked the question, well, if I, if I stop before I get sick, if I stop before I get hurt, will I have to get sick or have an accident? And what I heard was, no. And you know, I haven't gotten sick in seven years because I just, I, I know to stop mm-hmm. and take that time to nurture or nourish or replenish my, um, connection with my soul self. And, um, it keeps me on track and I recommend this highly. <laughs>
0: Yes 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 wonderful yeah that's a great example and one of the things i think it's important to keep in mind about stopping is th- the purpose of stopping yes. the purpose of stopping is going uh-huh you know in other words it, 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 it's not uh, it's not a, a, an end in itself so to speak uh, why stop because when you go you need to know where you're going Right. Uh, and who you're going with and mm-hmm. why, you're, why you're going there. So the stopping makes the going what you want it to be, what you need it to be, what your wisdom tells you it should be and needs to be.
1: Yes. And I love I love this, too. You say the ultimate goal in finding truth in stopping is finding one's truth and mm. discovering their purpose or calling. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. The the this I get this idea from James Hillman, who was a, a, a sort of the bad boy of psychology years ago. But, <laughs> but, but brilliant. Um, and he he has what he calls the acorn theory. Mm. and That is that we're, we're told as children grow up. And Hillman says, no, grow down. And what he means by that is to grow down into the acorn, into the seed with which you were born. That's what we all need to do. Mm-hmm. We need to grow down, to get in touch with that seed so that we know what it is that we're supposed to be doing. It's it's like the executive who's um, <clears throat> climbing the ladder of success and being uh, very, very good at it, having lots of success. And she's climbing, and she's climbing, and she's getting near the top. And as soon as she gets to the top, she realizes that the ladder is against the wrong wall. How how tragic is that? How Mm -hmm. sad is that? And as in my experience as a psychologist and as a clergyman, I've been with people who are dying and who are saying, oh, if only. If only I knew then what I know now. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm convinced we can know what we need to know if we just shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Just be still. And of course, that's hard for Western people. Being still, being alone, being quiet is very challenging for us. As you mentioned, I think earlier, it's fear. We're afraid to be alone. We're afraid to be quiet because maybe some horrible monster will leap out at us from our past life or who knows why it's so, so quiet. But imagine this. <clears throat> well, let me begin with a quote from Pascal. Uh, Pascal, the French uh, philosopher said, all of mankind's trouble stems from the fact that a person can't sit still in a room alone. Mm. So imagine it, sitting still in a room. Go to a room that's quiet. You won't get disturbed. No one will come in to bother you for an hour. No, for 15 minutes. Sit in the chair and just sit there. Don't do anything. And most people would say, oh, no, 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 no. That doesn't sound good at all. (laughs) You know, after a minute, you'd be standing up, walking around, saying, what can I do? You'd be looking at you. Because we get very nervous about that. That, That's an important question to ask yourself. Why? Why can't you sit there for 15 minutes? You're with yourself. That's all you're with is yourself. Mm -hmm. And you can be very good company. (laughs) So so many of us don't know that. That's, that's That's a sad reality. So many of us don't know that we're good company that we we don't have anything to fear, that we can, in fact sit there for 15 minutes. In fact, we could sit there for an hour. But it does take practice. It does. It, it, it mm-hmm. does some work. It takes some some uh, conviction. I think more than anything, what it takes is inner conviction, a conversion. You have to, you have to really believe this stuff. You have to ask yourself, do I really believe that if I do nothing, if I'm still, that that I'm going to access my own inner wisdom. Do I really believe that? So the, your answer to that question is pretty important.
1: Mm. And I found um, the answer is yes. <laughs> yes that's, that's <laughs> you know, fair. when I was like going crazy because I wasn't being effective and productive in the world, I turned inward and I was like, what do I do? And I heard B. But what do I do? B. Mm-hmm. But, but, but what do I do? (laughs) But that is not something that our, our culture really perceives as valuable. And I think it is the balance of masculine and feminine doing and being. And uh, once I got comfortable in the beingness, the doingness became clear and a lot more effective, which I think is really the crux and the point of this wonderful book that you've written. Yes, you know, and I like your distinction of the masculine
0: and feminine of the doing and being, the doing being masculine and the being being feminine. Yes. But of course, both of them are in both men and women. Uh, yes. and, uh, and to get in touch with that is so very important. Yeah, I like that example. Thank you.
1: Oh, yeah. It's left brain, right brain, head, heart, masculine, feminine, and uh, right. finding our own particular shape and balance. Oh, my gosh, what a wonderful life it can be and is for me. And uh, if uh, our friends that are hanging out with us would like to come into their own balance and find their own soul's code, I would definitely recommend picking up a copy of the art of stopping, how to be still when you have to keep going. It is a reprieve, a retreat, and uh, I think it's nourishment for the soul. So David, we just have a few minutes left here. Can you tell people how to find you maybe garner some more of your wisdom and um, interviews and books and information?
0: Okay. Yes. They can access my website, which is uh, www.stopping.com. Easy to remember. And all my books are available on all all booksellers, uh, online booksellers and bookstores can order them if they don't have them. Um, That's the easiest way to get them would be online, I suppose.
1: I also just love that you are a spiritual advisor and into the world of psychology. Spiritual psychology is where my degrees came from. So I think that's another balance and blend of uh, soul and human self, head, heart, left brain, right brain. I just love the way you think and how you communicate and your heart. And uh, so David, we just have a couple minutes left here. Do you have any final words of wisdom for our guests before maybe they want to start their day or finish their day, or maybe come back and see us again next week?
0: One of the things that I like to re- to remind people is a quote from Milan Kundera. And what he says in his uh, novel, which is called Slowness, interestingly enough, he says this, slowness is to remembering as speed is to forgetting. Mm -hmm. In other words, the slower you go, the more you remember. The faster you go, the more you forget. Just imagine yourself walking down the street and you want to remember something. You automatically slow down. And then you say, oh, yeah, that's it. And you speed up and go again. So the slowness, the stopping, the stillness is a a gift of enrichment that allows us to know the wisdom that we need to know.
1: Mm. So beautifully put. I love a good quote. You have a lot of them. So... Thank you, David, for having this conversation with me today. And thank you to our friends, our soul siblings, our listeners, our buddies, our darlings. Thanks for letting um, Empower Radio, allowing us to be part of your day and just uh, be in touch. Tammy B. PhD, let me know how you're feeling, what you're thinking, how you're doing and know that you're in a heart meditation of prayers. Come hang out with us again next week. God bless you onward and upward. We love you.